Hi guys and welcome to the first week of License to Adult. My name is Shari and I will be your one and only host moving forward. I am so excited to be starting this podcast. I'm in my mid-20s and I feel as though lately I've gone through some changes and yeah, I just want to share that with all of you guys. Hopefully sprinkle a little bit of wisdom or at the very least provide you with a little bit of entertainment. So in this podcast, I'll be discussing the best and of course the worst of what your 20s have to offer, as well as all the things that you're going to experience and learn along the way. So just a bit of a warning before we get into it. This podcast is going to be relatively unfiltered, a bit like myself. My mum likes to say that I have a potty mouth and she actually offered to start me a swear jar the other day and I told her to get fucked. So that didn't go down too well, but yeah, if you're easily offended, maybe jump off. Otherwise, I would love you to stick around and talk some shit with me. So yeah, let's just get straight into it, shall we? This first episode is called Adulting, The Things I Wish I Knew Earlier. I've broken it down into my top 10, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. But first, I thought it would be nice if I provide you guys with a little bit of background about myself. Bartender? Bartender? I am 24. I'm turning 25 on the 25th of this month, which is ironic. I'm actually having a big birthday bash, but I'm calling it 24 round two because I feel robbed of my 24th year. COVID fucking robbed me, to be honest. I didn't work for, I think it was seven months of the last year. So yeah, I just feel like it was a bit of a write-off and hence I refused to turn 25. I live in Perth. I have my whole life because I'm a basic bitch and I'm working as a marketing manager in the automotive industry which I've pretty much been in since I left uni. But yeah, I guess another fun fact, well, not very fun actually, it's a little bit depressing. I recently ended a, um, don't know why I'm laughing, recently ended a two and a half year relationship. So that has been a lot. Uh, not too much else happening, I guess. I've just been going out a lot because obviously I'm freshly single and I'm just trying to fill my weekends. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, my brother. I don't know if I should really tell this story because it's not even about me, but oh well, I guess we're here now. So my brother lives over in Queensland and his beautiful partner was in a freak accident. They live in kind of not rural, but kind of rural Queensland. And basically she was driving on a highway and she didn't see that there was a cow in the middle of the road and basically hit the cow in her car. She's got a Suzuki Swift. She just bought it a few weeks ago. And yeah, she hit this cow and actually went over her roof, but her car is totaled and the poor thing, it wasn't insured or anything. So there's, you know, all that money just down the drain. But crazily enough, she actually came out relatively unharmed, besides a few cuts and bruises and whatnot. But apparently the guy behind her just stopped and sat in his car and he didn't want to get out because he thought that he would be getting out and seeing a dead body. Apparently, if the cow had gone through the windscreen, then that would have been it for her. But because it rolled over the top of the car, then obviously the car is done, but she was fine. Uh, also, the airbag didn't go off, which is just a whole nother issue in itself. I love you. Okay, guys, so I'm going to be getting into story time. My girlfriends will already know exactly what's coming, but basically I always Snapchat them like wild or random shit that happens to me. And they seem to find it super entertaining. So I thought that I would share with you guys a little story time that I have. And hopefully you guys also get some enjoyment out of it. 
The first one I have for you, it's kind of a two-in-one special here, but I went to the Hottest 100 event at the coast a couple weekends ago with my girlfriends and obviously I was single, your girl was on the old vodka cranberries, whatnot. We were walking to the dance floor and we spotted this man, tall, dark, fit, beautiful, God-given man and we're on the dance floor and he's a couple meters from us and we're just like oh my god like he's so fit and I was just like fuck I wish I could hook up with him but there's just no way like I would be punching so hard and you know a few more drinks go down apparently I gain a whole bunch of confidence because I've walked up to this man tapped him on the shoulder and I've just gone excuse me but you are the most gorgeous male specimen that I've ever seen in my life I have so much secondhand embarrassment about that like who the fuck says that who the fuck calls a hot guy a male specimen like I don't know what was running through my head but apparently drunk Shari thought that that was a good pickup line anyway he giggled so he must have found it funny or me funny I don't know if he was laughing with me or at me and he goes to me what's your name and I told him my name he told me his name and for the life of me I can't remember and he's like to me do you want a kiss doll and I said um sorry can you please repeat that because first of all, I have really bad hearing. And second of all, I was like, no, no, no. Like he didn't, he didn't just say that. Like, wait, what? Anyway, so he repeats it and he's like, yeah, do you want to kiss? And I was just like, yes. And he just grabs me behind the neck and like bang, we're on. My girlfriends have turned around and they're just like explaining to me. They were just like, what the fuck is going on? They're just like shocked, egging me on. And this man was the best kisser, like hands down at 10 out of 10. Couldn't fault him. Passionate, intimate, not too much tongue. You know, you you guys know what I'm saying. I don't need to get into intricate details, but it was amazing. And then his fucking short ass friend taps him on the shoulder and he's like, oh, mate, we've got to go. And he's like, oh, sorry, we're going like, I'll catch you later. And I was like, oh, okay. And he just like winked at me and left. And I was just on a fucking cloud. I was just like, I can't believe I just bagged that man. Go me, confidence boost. That's what I needed. You know what I mean? Like I needed that. And one of my girlfriends turns to me and she goes, are you not pissed off that he just like hooked up and then just left? And I was like, when you look like that, you can do whatever you want and just leave. I was fucking not bothered in the slightest. And then on the back foot of that, we had a completely different scenario where I was talking to this guy and he offered to buy me a drink. And I was like, yeah, sure. Just know at this time we had not hooked up. Nothing had happened. We'd just been chatting for a minute. Anyway, but on our way to the bar and he's like, oh, I just need to go to the toilet. Can you wait for me outside? So I was like, yeah, no worries. So I'm waiting outside and he goes in and he comes back out and he's like, oh, no one's in there. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, come in. And I was like, excuse me, sir. No fucking thank you. Gross. And he's like, no, no, come in. Come on. No one's in here. And he literally grabbed my arm and he's trying to pull me into the male toilets. First of all, rape vibes. Second of all, buy a girl a drink first. If you think I'm just fucking coming into the male toilets with, with you when we haven't even kissed, then you're fucking having a laugh. Also, I wouldn't do that anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so I was just like, um, no, like I'm no, get off me. I'm not coming in, whatever. And then he goes, oh, you'll regret it. Like I'm such a good kisser, blah, 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 blah. Which first of all, gross. We like a confident man. We don't like an egotistical man. Somebody that boasts about the quality of theirs before you've even seen it or acknowledged it is just one of my absolute pet peeves. So that pissed me off straight away. And then I was just like, well, you can kiss me out here. I'm not going in to have a kiss in the male toilet. That's not happening. Anyway, so then he like grabbed me and kissed me. 
And ladies, this man was the worst kisser, like the worst. And he'd just been pumping himself up to me about how good he was. And he was so bad. So straight away, I got the ick and I was just like, get off me. Anyway, he must have picked up on the vibe and he was like, oh, I better buy you a drink. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I was coming with you. So when I went to the bar and I just didn't even want the free drink anymore. I was just like, I'm done. Like, get me out. So luckily I found my girlfriends and just basically ran away from him, uh, which is probably not the best way to deal with this situation. But I felt like I owed him nothing. That's my little story time, guys. I hope that you found that entertaining because it was definitely entertaining to live through. But nonetheless, we're going to get into the actual segment now, guys. Adulting, the things I wish I knew sooner. These are obviously the top 10 things that I wish I knew before my current age. So I'm here to tell all of you guys. Hopefully some of you can relate or if you are in your like late teens or early 20s, hopefully you'll be able to apply some of these moving forward. Now, some of these points I'm definitely going to go into in a bit more depth in later episodes. But for now, I thought it would be like a really good introduction way for you guys to get to know like a bit about what this podcast is going to include moving forward. Number one, don't waste your time and energy on people who don't reciprocate it. I feel like this can also be said for like projects that don't fulfill you or work that doesn't fulfill you. This is a huge one for me because I feel like I was always the one putting in more time and energy into those friendships and it definitely was not being reciprocated. And I'm sure that I've also been that person to other people, but just coming from my point of view, it really got me down. I would really be wondering, have I done something wrong? Could I have done something differently? Why aren't we as close as we were? But I think sometimes, first of all, like people just grow apart. Sometimes you just take different pathways and it's just a natural thing for your friend group to get smaller. But also if people aren't reciprocating the effort that you're putting into that friendship, then there's no point because at the end of the day, a friendship's a two-way street, just like a relationship. So if one person is sat there making all of the effort to talk or catch up or ask about the other's life, then you're just not obviously valued as a friend in their life. And it's can be sad, but sometimes you've just got to cut your losses and move on and then put that time and energy into people who do actually want to, you know, maintain a friendship and give that time and energy back to you. So just learn to let go. Don't chase, you know, people or things that aren't meant for you. Channel that energy into people who are actually going to reciprocate it and value you. As I said, the same can be said for like a job. There's no point resenting it. Get a new job. Time is so precious and I feel like your early 20s fucking flies by so don't waste time people move on number two actually this is a good one because it rolls off my first point friends aren't always forever so you definitely need to be prepared if you haven't already to lose a lot of friends in your 20s especially if you're coming from high school where you had a big group it's just natural you know like other things end up taking priority you end up working full-time you might travel uh, relationships maybe some people have kids and your priorities are going to change and your values and opinions are going to change and you're going to grow as a person. And sometimes, like I said, people just grow in different directions. Just be prepared. And at the end of the day, the friends that you do have, you know that those are forever friends. I have two, three good girlfriends at the moment and one good guy friend. Shout out to you, doll. And I know that I'm going to be friends with those people forever because those are friendships that both of us chose and both of us make an effort in. 
Also, funnily enough, those friendships, none of them I met at school. I met all of them through other people, which I think is actually maybe one of the reasons why they've stayed so strong. Because I guess when you're in high school, this sounds so bad, but this is the analogy that I always use. So you're giving a pool of people and it's like, pick your people, pick your group, because obviously nobody wants to be a loner. Also, it's then narrowed down even more because people, at least in my school, they didn't really socialize outside their year level. Then you obviously just like naturally fall into a group. You didn't necessarily pick them, but that's just where you fell into. Then when you move out of high school and you meet people through, you know, other scenarios or through other people or whatnot, it's kind of different because then you actually have to make an effort and be like, hey, I want to be friends. Like, let's catch up. Let's hang out. And, you know, you're making time for them amongst your schedule. So I feel like those friendships are always super strong and they normally have a little bit more of a sturdy foundation. Also, this is like 2A, I guess. This is kind of a funny one, but do not get a matching tattoo with your best friend at 18. Fuck me. Actually, just don't get any tattoo at 18. Honestly, just hold off a couple of years because let me tell you right now, I regret mine. I know you shouldn't say you regret stuff, but fucking hell, like I want laser tattoo removal to get this shit taken off because... I went with my best friend at the time on her 18th birthday and we got a fucking friendship quote. How lame is that? Like she got one half and I got the second half. And the fucking hilarious thing is that we actually mixed up the quote. We were dead sober as well and we fucking fucked up the quote. But anyway, now I have this shitty half quote on my foot. It makes no sense. And we're no longer friends. And people always ask me, oh, what does it say? And it's so embarrassing. Like I'm not even going to read it to you guys. Like... Honestly, you have to pay me to tell you because it's just so lame. So maybe just hold off on on getting tattoos for a a little while until you're certain. And if you're going to get a matching best friend one, get like a little cute picture or something that like nobody's going to know if you're no longer friends and not even going to know it was matching. So that's my uh, handy hint. Also, just off the back of that, this is kind of referring to that friend. Do not neglect your friendship when you get a boyfriend. It's so important to maintain a healthy balance. That's been a major loss of mine with friends where they've gotten partners and especially this one friend that I'm referring to with the tattoo, she basically got a boyfriend and just completely cut me off. Like we went from being in each other's lives and like talking every day to nothing, just boy crazy and literally cut off all of her girlfriends. So yeah, there's actually a little bit of a wild story to that one, but I might save that for a later episode. I just have so much juicy goss. It's also insightful now that I look back at it. Moving on, number three, your partner should not complete or be an extension of yourself. This one, I feel like I've only really learned the past couple of years, but this is such a huge one. When you enter into a relationship, you shouldn't be reliant on that other person. So what I'm saying is if that other person is down or angry at you for no reason or, or you know, whatever the scenario is, you shouldn't let that affect you and your day and how you're feeling. Your feelings should not be based off of how they are feeling. You are your own person. You have your own feelings. You decide how you want to feel, what mood you want to be in. Just because they're down or angry or trying to make you feel a type of way, you know, you should be content and stable enough in yourself to reject that and say, no, this is a you issue and I'm not going to let it affect me. So many times in the past, my partner would say something and I would just manifest on it all day and I'd let it ruin my whole fucking day. Whereas now, if that happened, I would just be like, okay, well, that's for you to figure out. I'm just going to go on with my day. 
I don't believe that you should be entering into a relationship if you have quote unquote a lot of baggage that you haven't dealt with. So unless you're fully content in yourself, when you're content in yourself, you'll know because it means that you no longer feel lonely. Like you can be alone and be single without feeling lonely because you complete yourself. You don't need anyone else. Maybe somebody else in your life would just be like a bonus, but you don't need them. They're not essential because you're happy in yourself. Like you are fulfilling yourself through other areas of your life. You should not be entering into a relationship if you have unchecked baggage. So if you've just come out of like a toxic relationship where you've been abused or they've cheated on you and you haven't dealt with those feelings and then you're entering into a new relationship with trust issues and you get easily upset or anxious or, you know, whatever the scenario is. I don't know. I'm not a fucking psychologist, but you guys get where I'm going with this then you probably shouldn't be doing that because at the end of the day, you're like projecting your issues onto them. They haven't done anything wrong. Unless that person gives you a reason like not to trust them, then that would be like fair enough. But you can't be walking into something with those feelings already pent up because then you create a toxic relationship. It's not somebody else's responsibility to quote unquote fix you. So sort your shit out. All right, number four, don't be afraid to say no to people. This is something that I feel like is more of a learned skill and something that you get better at as you get older. It's especially important for women because I feel like as women, we are taught from a young age to be ladylike and be polite and to serve the man, to serve our husband. We basically find ourselves saying yes and going along with things more often, even if we don't want to do them because we're worried about upsetting the other person. Especially women, we really take a heavier like emotional burden. So we always seem to be thinking about how our actions are going to make the other person feel. Well, fuck that, like literally fuck that. Just because we have a vagina and tits, it doesn't mean that there's like a different set of rules for us. We're all people. We're all humans at the end of the day. And I think we just need to really break down and debunk that stereotype or like box that we've been put in because it's not fair and like it's not going to get you anywhere in life if you're just constantly saying yes to things that you don't want to do. I've definitely learned to have a bit more of a backbone working in automotive. When I first started, I got walked on a little bit. Eventually, over time, I grew a bit of a thicker skin and I started saying no to things. And when you start saying no to things, one of two things is going to happen. One, they're going to realize that they can't take you for a ride and they're going to start respecting you and not putting you in uncomfortable situations or making you do dumb shit. Number two is they're going to totally flip on you. And if that happens, then just walk away because you should never, ever do something that makes you feel uncomfortable ever. End of. Number five. Be open to change. It's not the enemy. Stop living life in the past. Stop reminiscing on past experience that you're never, ever going to be able to recreate and wishing, oh, you know, I wish I could go back to this time in my life. Oh, this time was the best. Remember when we did this? Well, no, you cannot go back there. So you've got to stop rewarding this time in your life like it was the best. Make the most of life now because you're probably saying that on maybe five years ago or something. But then in five years time, you're going to be looking back on the current time saying, Wow, those were the best times. I miss those times. And you're going to regret then not living them to the fullest. So just live every day like it's your last and just don't be bound to an old version of yourself. On that note, I actually have a really great quote which I came across, which I love. A mind stretched by new experiences can never go back to its old dimensions. 
I personally fucking love it. I think it's basically saying that by pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, then from those you can only grow. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to fall or be rejected. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a part of life and I think it makes you stronger. Number six, don't take everything so personally. If you're like me, then you have a habit to take every little fucking thing so personally, even if it's intended not to be, even if they're just trying to give you constructive criticism. And the reason why it bugs you so much is because what that person is saying has hit a nerve. So this tends to happen when you're a perfectionist. That's for sure me. I have mild OCD. I felt like it's actually gotten better as I've gotten older. I am absolutely a clean freak, a perfectionist. And so when somebody tries to give me constructive criticism or feedback on something that I have worked on, I get so defensive and I react quite agitated or I get angry very easily because in my mind, I've done that thing to the 10th degree. I've put everything into it. So then I really struggle when somebody tries to tell me that it's not perfect because I'm that much of a perfectionist. It bugs me. That's a real issue because A, you're never going to get anywhere. I think sometimes it's okay to do things that aren't perfect because from there you can only improve. Especially when you're in a work scenario, it's really not a good quality to take everything so personally because at the end of the day, someone is always going to know more than you. There's going to be somebody smarter than you, somebody more good looking than you. There's always going to be somebody who's better at doing that thing than you. So it's really important that we learn from the people around us and just know that it's not a personal attack on you as a person. Don't project your doubts and insecurities onto them. You're going to be releasing a lot of stress and worry and anxiety once you realize that everyone's different, everyone's going to have a different outlook on things, and that's okay. Number seven, know your worth. Yes, queens, know your fucking worth, because only then will you know what you truly deserve. At the end of the day, just think of it this way. The only person's validation that you need is yourself, because you attract what you put out. If you're valuing yourself highly, if you are confident in yourself and then you're projecting that to other people, you're going to attract people on a similar level. You're going to attract other confident people. You're going to attract people that know their worth and value you and know your worth. What you project, what you put out, you will receive back. So it's really important not to place your self-worth on someone else. I feel like people can do this in relationships. They get lost in the other person and then they only feel worthy when that other person makes them feel worthy. Especially if you're in a toxic relationship or a relationship where you're being gaslit, which I'll probably debunk a bit later. But if you don't know what that means, just do a quick Google. Basically, if you're being gaslit or in a toxic environment, it means that they're pretty much setting up how they want you to feel and they're going to direct how you feel. So when they want you to feel worthy, they'll make you feel worthy. When they want you to feel shit, they're going to make you feel shit. So it's really important to be confident within yourself and really know yourself So that even if somebody else is making you not feel worthy, you can go, that's fine. I know who I am. I know what I deserve. And, you know, if you don't respect that or value me, then you can just fuck right off. Once you know your worth, like literally no one can mess with you. You can fucking conquer the world. Number eight, don't downplay your personality for anyone. All my extroverts out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about with this. When you go on a first date or when you're at school, when you're at uni, when you start a new job. It's just like people who are tall, you know? You ever wondered why tall people are punched backs? It's because growing up, they feel so out of place that they literally naturally hunch to try and fit in. 
you're kind of doing the same thing when you're downplaying your personality. You're trying to fit in. You know, you want to be palatable to other people. But at the end of the day, like you shouldn't be downplaying your personality for anyone or anything. Because first of all, it's going to come out eventually. Eventually, you're going to let your guard down and people are going to see what you really like. So, you know, there's no point catfishing them with this quiet little mousy personality and then later on being like, bam, bitch, I'm here. So yeah, don't do that. Also, if somebody doesn't accept you exactly the way you are, then why the fuck would you want to hang out with them anyway? Literally, why would you want to be in a relationship with someone or be hanging out with people if they only like a certain level of yourself? I think as well, like again, coming back to knowing your worth, once you're confident in yourself and your own personality, then you're going to attract people that value that. So don't pretend to be something you're not. Like if you're on a first date, like just be yourself, babe. Be yourself because at the end of the day, like if you try to be something you're not, then later like down the track, they leave you. If the reason they're leaving you is because they don't like your personality, then you've kind of fucking done it to yourself because you've projected a different person than you actually are. So be comfortable in your own skin, all right? Live your best unfiltered life because you only get one. All right, number nine, guys, we're almost there. Trust your gut. I'm not going to talk too much to this one because it's pretty self-explanatory, but often we tend to dismiss our gut for feeling anxious or stressed. But at the end of the day, you need to really hone in and listen to that gut feeling. Don't push it aside because it's trying to tell you something. If you're in a shitty relationship or you're feeling like you're quote unquote settling or you're having those feelings, but you're just pushing them aside because you, for whatever reason, you're trying to justify it to yourself then you're only doing a disservice to yourself. You know, you're having those feelings for a reason, so don't dismiss them. If something doesn't feel right, then the chances are it probably isn't. Choose yourself. Don't live your life for someone else. Go be a queen. Number 10, guys, we're on our last point. Thank God. It's fucking nine o'clock at night. I've had half a bottle of wine. All right, number 10. It's okay not to have it all figured out. This one is one that I feel like I need to hear on a daily. So I'm going to tell you guys, there are so many external pressures online, especially from social media, telling you exactly what you should look like, what you should be like, where you should be hanging out, who you should be hanging out with, what you should have accomplished. Just remember at the end of the day, we're all individuals and we are all on our own time frame. Don't compare yourself to other people just because fucking Tracy next door who you went to fucking high school with has two kids and a husband doesn't mean that's where you need to be. Also, just remember what people put out on social media isn't always the truth. Fucking Tracy next door, her husband might be cheating on her. She might be fucking sleep deprived from her two little kids. You know, like you don't know the real story. Not sure why I use Tracy. I don't even know a fucking Tracy, but just sounded good. I thought in the story. So yeah, just remember you're all on your own timeline. Everyone's different. If you're seeing something and it's upsetting you, then just remove it, all right? You choose what you see. So filter out of your life, be done with it, and just stop putting pressure on yourself because eventually you'll figure it out. It is correlated with age for sure. Like, it's like, oh, by this age, you should own a house. By this age, you should be married. You know, before 30, you need to be married. And it's just, it's all bullshit. There's no fucking, like, why is it like on birthdays that we associate change with a birthday? one or any other day of the year besides maybe new year's so throw that concept out the window it doesn't matter because once you stop defining everything by age and time then you're going to really live like a happy stress-free life because if you're constantly thinking like oh i need to find a boyfriend settle down by this age and i need to be here in my career by this age you're just putting so much unnecessary stress and pressure on yourself So yeah, I think that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I guess I'll quickly just shoot out those top 10 points. 
Number one, don't waste your time and energy on people who don't reciprocate it. Number two, friends aren't always forever. Number three, your partner should not complete or be an extension of yourself. Number four, don't be afraid to say no to people. Number five, be open to change. It's not the enemy. Number six, don't take everything so personally, y'all. Number seven, know your worth, queen. Number eight, do not downplay your personality for nobody. Number nine, trust your gut. And number 10, it's okay not to have it all figured out. All right, that's episode one of License to Adult done. I hope that you guys stuck around to the end. And if you did, then you fucking deserve an award because even I struggled. Please go and follow my page, License to Adult, on Instagram or Facebook. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends or subscribe, review, rate wherever you're listening to it. Or you can take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story and tag me. It really would mean so much to me. I am an independent podcaster. It's just me in my little home office. On that note, guys, have a fabulous fucking week. Have a lit weekend. Be back in your ears next Wednesday at 6am. So stick around for that one because I've got a juicy one coming. You will not want to miss it. All right, guys. Bye.